1: To stupidity, home of the greatest media mind ever to walk the planet.
2: I tell you what, man, he's a literal titan across the entire
1: media landscape. Okay, so here's the deal he's a true icon in every sense of the word. He's loved and feared more than any being
2: to grace this planet. They still got a man with a voice that sounds like Barry White and Beyonce had a Jewish baby.
1: God himself would pay $39.99 for a cameo. Fact of the matter is, you are about to embark on a transcendent experience that can only be described as psychological nudity. This is Stu Goss, and this is Stu Potty. Here we go, Jim. Today's...
2: Welcome into another episode of Stupidity, the biggest podcast in the world. Thanks to you, please subscribe, rate, and review. Unsubscribe, resubscribe, re-rate, re-review. Mikey, a we have a little star power coming on Stupidity today, and we are going to geek out big time, my friend.
1: I, I am geeking out hard right now. I mean, <laughs> this is this is the first big get we've got, unless you count Greg Cody. Yeah. And, and and this is the Jets head coach. And you and I are lifelong suffering Jet fans.
2: Yes. Uh, Adnan, not insulted at all, by the way. I mean, <laughs> or a, Dan Patrick. Or Dan Patrick. <laughs> <It's> stupidity. <laughs> and by the way, I was the guest when Greg Cody was the guest, I guess. Right? Does that make sense?
1: Yeah. I, I mean, he interviewed you, but, I mean, yes. what – what are what are we gonna get out of out of Jets coach here, Robert Sala? What are we getting out of him?
2: So we have Robert Sala, the new Jets head coach, coming up here in, in just a few minutes. Mikey A and I are both massive Jet fans. Um, Forty years, this organization has given me nothing. Mikey A and I were laughing uh, before. Uh, we started taping here. That uh, we've been on a bunch of first dates throughout our life, and they've 18. never resulted. Yeah, and they've never resulted in a second. I mean, they never resulted in tying the knots. I mean,
1: so, I don't know what we're gonna get. I'm just gonna ask him why. <laughs> <laughs> so when when I found out we were getting him, I started texting all my buddies, all my brothers, you know, my Jet fan friends, and I was like, Hey guys, what should what should I ask him? What should we ask him? And the questions I got back were so hateful and angry right. because they're just lifelong like why the hell would you want to work for that Bleep Woody Johnson? Why the hell would you want? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to ask that. I'm going to ask him where he wants to erect the statue of himself when he wins the damn Super Bowl.
2: <laughs> oh, so you're going to be you're going to fall for it again. <laughs> oh, I'm I am hard <laughs> in
1: on this. I am all in on Robert Sala.
2: <laughs> what Robert Sala, what what makes me excited about him is He's the uh, he's the former 49ers defensive coordinator. Now, the year they went to the Super Bowl, the defense was great. Last year, just ravaged by injury, that defense and COVID and just a million things that were going on. And the defense still performed and they still were competitive. It was still like but top five. It was still top five. But more important, far more importantly than any performance of any defense that he's ever coached, he looks like a coach.
1: <laughs> <laughs> he looks like a player. <laughs> he looks like I am going to ask him. I need to know what percentage of the league right now could he take in an Oklahoma drill? Because okay, I, I like, think I think it's high 80s. I, I want right to know right now. I want I want to know if he thinks he could start for
2: the Jets. I mean, <laughs> will he start himself at linebacker? <laughs> He's got ten percent body fat.
1: I mean, seriously. I mean, the dude, and, and and he's got that demeanor on the sidelines where it's just like you want to go run through a wall for this guy. I am yes. so geeked out about this. I can't so wait lot. till he signs on.
2: I am, uh, I am super excited in a way that I haven't been excited for a Jets coach since Adam Gase, <laughs>
1: <laughs> and before but that, Todd Bowles, and before that, that, is, that, Rex Ryan, and before that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> uh, who was before Rex? Ryan, Eric Mangini. Even, uh, oh my God, Mangini! Mangini was a legit star. Like, do you remember that? Mangini he was on was The like,
1: Sopranos. He
2: was on The Sopranos. Yes, people thought he was going to be the coach forever in New York, and then
1: <laughs> this was the guy. This was the guy that we took from Belichick that was going to make everything different.
2: It all started with Belichick. I mean, that's it. Like it's Belichick faxing in his uh, his his resignation after one day on the uh, yeah. job. Oh, there he oh, is. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: Coach, you got me okay? Yes, sir. I got thank you. you. Thank, thank you, you for you. doing this, man. We appreciate it. No, thank you for having me. It's going to be awesome. Mm. So, you have a jet fan who's uh, who's the host of this, and you have an executive producer who's also a jet fan. Just so you know That's awesome. so 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 we're kind of we're we're kind of geeking out a little bit that we have you on here, okay? It's super no, no. exciting for us. yeah, yeah, but all our friends are jet fans. And so I want to say this respectfully to the organization. But forty years of frustration, Mikey a, so we you know I've been asking my kids, my daughter is a jet fan. My wife has turned into a jet fan. Mikey A., our producer, has millions of friends who are Jet fans. So do I. We've reached out to all of them. Hey, what do you want us to ask the new coach of the New York Jets? <laughs> and all of them have come back to us with one simple question. Why? Why? <laughs> <laughs> oh, <No>. So
1: why? <laughs> yeah, no, that's a fair
0: question. That's a fair question. Everybody wants to know why. No, it's... um um i think perception around the league and what people think of this building is uh you know i you hear the saying, perception is reality but the reality is until you speak it speak to the people and hear it from their mouth uh you can't create you know you've got to create your own reality and so being able to come to this building um with all the perceptions already having been shared with me and then to have those conversations with christopher and joe and and uh, jaime uh, just Throw them away. Throw them away. These are genuine people. Even my conversations with Woody over the past, uh, over uh, this past week, uh, throw them all away. Uh, These are very, very good men. Um, uh, They have a tremendous amount of humility, and they want to win just like everybody else. And uh, they've got, they've got a tremendous vision in mind. They've got a collaborative uh, vision in mind, and uh, you could genuinely feel that they wanted a partner, and uh, and and that's that's
2: that's why. Uh, okay, well that works for me. I mean, but but understand that we're because Mikey. My sold, Mikey. But we're an easy sell, Mikey. We've been sold eighteen times. I mean, no.
0: that's,
2: <laughs> <laughs> Mikey. Well, it still Ayo. comes
0: down to wins. Still yeah. comes down to wins. You know, it,
2: it always comes down to uh, it. Always comes down to wins. I want to talk to you before we get to some uh, on the field stuff quickly uh and i want to talk about your family because two sons four uh four daughters i have two daughters i hear you have another one on the way (laughs) i want to know how you're going to balance coaching and and the family stuff because that's difficult but i think more importantly for you because i would imagine this is super important to you and you take a great amount of pride in it what's it feel like to be the first muslim head coach in the Uh, nfl and congratulations man
0: no i appreciate it uh, it is humbling um especially with the community that I grew up in, uh, which largest concentration of Middle Easterns in the world outside the Middle East and Dearborn, just outside Detroit. And uh, I think they're, they've, they've all converted to Jets fans. Um, so they're, <laughs> oh, they're, they're all over. I mean, it's, they're already buying season tickets out here and everything. So, um, you know, it's uh, uh, it is humbling, um, you know, and it's uh, it's, it's cool and all, but, uh, but yeah, there's not many words for it, I guess.
2: Yeah, um, but what, like, just overall the minority hirings in the NFL and the fact that Eric Bieniemy, this great offensive coordinator for the Chiefs, is still, uh, you know, sitting here without a job. What, what do you think, Coach? What do you think the NFL could do in terms of improving the amount of minority hirings that are made here in the NFL? Because it's to me, it's 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 absurd. It's ridiculous.
0: No, you know, I think the league has done a a really really good job. They they've been they've been pushing the envelope with regards to creating, uh, incentives, uh, rules, um, and different ways to go about this entire process. And so I know it's very, very important to the league. I know it's very, very important to the owners. Um, the result may not be where, uh, everyone wants it to be right now, but I do know that it's, it's something that is being relentlessly worked towards. And because of that, I just, you know, it's, I, I get the results, not what we want right now, but it's still a, uh, a process that the NFL offices and the owners are very aware of and they and they want to get right and so they're going to continue working together and, and to, to uh for the future. So
2: here's what me and Mikey A. love most about you. Okay. Just so just so you're aware of what we love most about you. You look like a coach. In fact you look like a linebacker. <laughs> I mean <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Are you going to start yourself at linebacker coach?
0: Oh, man. (laughs) Uh, Not if CJ has something to say about it.
2: (laughs) I forgot. uh, Mike, I forgot we had CJ Mosley. That's right. He took took last year off.
1: Okay, Um, but wait a second. What what percentage right now of players in the league do you think you could take in an Oklahoma drill? Because if it's not high 80s, (laughs) I think they're lying to me.
0: All right, I'm going to tell you guys a funny story. I got a funny story for y'all. All All right, so... uh, I'm an intern for the Houston Texans. Right. Um, I'm a young 25 year old. I'm at the peak of my physical condition. <laughs> I'm, I'm running with the players. Wait, this is not the peak, coach. <laughs> this, is uh, not- <laughs> this is this is this is way back when. This is, this is a younger version of. So okay. I'm uh, I, I really am at the peak of my physical condition. I'm I'm working out with the players and everything. And so, um, we draft this young man named D'Amico Ryan's. And, uh, you know, we, we pair up in drills and nobody wants to go with the rookie. There's seven linebackers. So I was like, I'll go with the rookie. And, and, uh, and I'm sitting there, I'm trying to just show my chest for him so he can get his hand placement and he throws his hands. And it's not like he was trying to throw him hard, but he knocked the wind out of me. <laughs> and it was at
2: that moment I realized, no, I have no <laughs> chance. In this. <laughs> All right. But maybe not on the field, on the sidelines though. I'm guessing <laughs> there's not a single head coach or any coach who could take you. Is that fair? Oh, man.
0: <laughs> uh, I don't know. You'd have to ask someone else that one.
1: <laughs> it's I'll Vrabel or Bust, right? It's Vrabel or Bust? Uh, uh, Vrabel, Vrabel or Salah?
0: Is that what you're saying? Vrabel <laughs> Bra-
2: look like,
0: looks like somebody who'd bite your ear off. So... <laughs>
2: I mean, listen, I don't want to be too graphic, but he offered to cut off his penis if they won a Super Bowl. (laughs) You don't think he would actually do that, do you, Vrabes? (laughs) No, he wouldn't do it. There's no way. (laughs) Um, Robert Sala with us, the new head coach of the New York Jets. Um, I am interested here because I've talked to so many coaches throughout the years. Uh, Joe Gibbs used to tell stories that he would put his picture at the dinner table just so his family could kind of feel like he was there. Sometimes he'd FaceTime in. Uh, Mike Shanahan told me he would FaceTime during meals. Uh, you have two sons, four daughters, you're married, you're the head coach of the New York Jets. It's a major job. How are you going to balance all this? How do you find that balance between work and what I know is the most important thing in your life, your family?
0: No, for sure. Uh- Quick correction. It's four boys, two girls.
2: Oh, I'm sorry. That's okay. That's yeah. okay. okay.
0: Um, they they are the they they're the foundation of my life. They they really are. And my wife is is uh, the stabilizing figure that keeps it all together. So, um, you know, I'm I am a big family guy, and just having family dinners on Tuesday nights uh, to to get everybody just that break in game planning, just so they can have the family around. And um, there's times the Facetime thing with my family is sometimes my son just wants to watch me work while he does his homework uh, just the the fact that it's there so there's there's ways to make connections there's way to make sure that, ways to make sure you get your work done in a timely manner there's i'm not a big believer in babysitting our desk just to babysit the desk and um but we're going to do so in a manner where we are 100 percent confident that we've crossed every t and dotted every i uh and and when we're comfortable with our 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 work we'll we'll be able to get our family time in but uh, it is tough because it's it is a heck of a lot more hours than than people realize but uh but it doesn't mean that it can't be done.
1: I'm sold here. So I, I have one question. I've written it down. This is what I need to know. When you win the Super Bowl with the New York Jets, where are we going to put your statue? Where are we erecting this? Have you picked out a spot? Because I have some in mind. Coach, he's very optimistic. Me, not so much. I'm 40 years. I'm scored
2: for 40 years. He is very optimistic,
1: though. Uh,
0: God willing, we can make that decision, huh?
1: I got, I got places in mind, Coach. When we're on the parade float <laughs> together, me and you, I'll point them out to you. Uh, have, have, I'll, have, take, it. Do I'll your, take it.
2: Do your sons or daughters, for that matter, ever try to chime in with any advice for dad on the coaching? You know pride?
0: what? I've got so. Nolus is only ten, right. and he's he draws plays in his little his little ah! notebook all the time. He's uh, if you think about, remember the water boy, the coach that had his playbook of plays. That's my that's my son, and so he's <laughs> he's he's a he's a phenomenal mind, and he's. He can watch the game. He knows when you're in two high, single high. He at 10 years old already. So he's unfortunately looks like he's going down the wrong path and rather rather him do something else. But uh, he just he loves football. It also. might work out for that
1: Belichick kid.
2: It might work out for that
1: Belichick kid.
2: A little nepotism never hurt, Mikey. <laughs> I mean, um it is interesting because cause coach, you're known as a defensive, well, you were a defensive coordinator for the Niners and a great one. Uh, defense was great two years ago. Went to the Super Bowl, uh, ravaged by injuries, COVID stuff, and it was still great this year. Uh, but I think some of the solace that Jet fans take with you with you being hired as their head coach is you have spent time around Shanahan. You have spent time your best friends with Matt Lafleur, two offensive minds, and so. The hope is, hey, you got the defense covered and you've picked their brains enough to create a great offense. What have you learned from those two guys to help you prepare for this this particular job? No,
0: so I, I, I've been very, very fortunate. Uh, not It's not very often where you, as a young, young coach that you get injected into a tree like the Shanahan system. And I'm, right. when I say Shanahan, I'm talking all the way back from Papa, uh, Mike Shanahan, who I respect uh, immensely. Sure. Um, my time in uh, uh, Houston, Gary Kubiak so it was the same system my time in San Francisco so 10 of my 16 or so years have been with this offensive system and having intimate interaction with regards to meetings and obviously I've been friends with Matt and Kyle and for my entire life so to be able to have offseason conversations and all that stuff. uh, So, we know exactly what it looks like. We know the process. Uh, There's a connection that's not just, all right, offense, you go do it. There's a connection that can be made all the way across from offense to defense to special teams uh, because of how it all works. Um, So, really, really excited about this opportunity and especially getting Mike LaFleur, who uh, is as ready as anybody um, when it comes to uh, the system. You know, I always say that there's there's, uh, second generation. Uh, offensive minds off the shanahan tree and then there's the direct descendants and that's who the Lafleur family is there direct descendants mikey's been with atlanta uh cleveland atlanta and then san francisco so three different rebuilds for those guys and they've done it over and over and over again and so he's ready to uh, uh add his wrinkle to it and build it from here so
2: uh, quick question cuz I do want to talk to you about LaFleur's uh, and by the way I have the coach that I think could take coach Sala I think it's I think it's Dan Campbell I, I think if there's a coach that can maybe, <laughs> maybe take it it might, it might, it, might be, it might be the new uh the new Lions coach um I just want to know with Mikey LaFleur, okay? I mean, if he is faced with a similar situation, he's going Aaron Rodgers, not Mason Crosby, correct? <laughs> like, that's an easy <laughs> – I'm not taking a shot at Matt, but like, let us he's not going to kick a field goal there. You're not going to let him do that, right, Coach? You know, it's, uh, <laughs> there, there's so many different things that go
0: into play. I can't speak for what his moment was, but uh, – I know, I know, I know. You know, they were, they were a third down away from getting the ball back with one timeout and 146 right. left, and uh, a really, really late flag bounced in, and – you know, how, how things play out and how they felt on the sideline is is really independent to those guys. And so we could all play the second guest game and all that stuff. And analytics will say one thing, but uh, I'll, I'll never be able to play hypotheticals in the sense of putting myself in Maddie's shoes and, and, right. and just go through the process that he went through to make those decisions. Because there's a lot of moving parts
1: at that moment. Coach, you said the analytics play a role. How much are you going to be using all that?
0: Analytics is very important. It is. It's so you know if you really think about it in its purest form, analytics is a gathering of information. And uh, uh, recently, numbers and statistics and and percentages have all been jumping in in real time. And uh, so, being able to gather all that information so you can make very very quick precise decisions is uh, very important to me. Give me as much information as possible. Give our staff as much information as possible. We'll make the split decisions. Uh, that are needed, because there's still variables that happen on game day, right? Like it, fourth and one analytic uh, percentages might say, hey, go for it. Right. M- muddy, your right guard might be out, and Aaron Donald might be on the other side of the ball. You just got to be able to process all those diff- different things that the pure numbers don't actually take into account. Um, but uh, But to answer your question, it is very, very important.
1: Is there a part of this job right now that you're more nervous about than something else? Is it like the game, the fourth and one decision, or is it like stepping in front of the media that isn't Stugatz?
0: No, um, you know what? The, it's actually just trying to find my way through the building and make sure that I'm doing everything I can to uh, right. communicate with everyone, but at the same time being able to watch tape so that way I can stay connected with offense, defense, and teams and uh, uh, trying to find that balancing act through this uh, through these first couple of weeks um, is probably the, the biggest challenge. Have you found a place to live yet? Uh, I believe so. I think my my wife's here with the kiddos, <laughs> and they're relentlessly right. trying to spend as much money as possible. So.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, five years. Nassau County, baby, <laughs> coach. That's what they do. I mean, listen. I grew up in Port Washington. If you want a really nice town to grow up, in, you know, have your you know raise your kids in Port Washington, Sands Point, Manhasset, that area, Nassau County um and pretty close to where you are right now so you um you know and my brother's
1: the jv football coach in manhasset so you go ahead and down <laughs> okay. trust me I, it'll I told, start you know what i, I mean I, I, wing, I, wing. with
0: my wife i know she's just i just told her just tell me where to go where to park my car and i'll be there just. <laughs>
2: he's, a, he's a coach mikey I mean, the wife, the wife takes care of everything else i mean every little last detail have you thought about that second pick at all i have to ask you about it I'm, no that's a fair, fair question right. always a fair yes. question uh,
0: yeah. there, there's just a lot of things that have to have to be talked about we're we're, we're from now till April, uh, you know, when the, when the draft actually takes place. So there's so many different discussions. There's so many different, uh, uh, things to talk about, not only with the second pick, but each position from quarterback to kicker, you know, so there's, uh, there's a lot of, a lot of different things that we've got to talk about. There's a lot of different scenarios. There's a ton of, there's a million different options. And so, uh, to go through that process, we still got to learn our roster. We still got to learn what's out in free agency. We still got to learn what's in college. And uh, there's just a ton of things to do between now and, and that ultimate decision.
2: Is it fair to say, because I think this is this is part of what Jet fans want to hear, that you seem like a guy, you're not content, okay? It seems like you would you would upgrade at any position if you felt, and I'm including the quarterback position to be fair, if you felt like it was going to make your football team better and give you and the organization the best chance of winning a title.
0: Uh, for sure, you're always you're always trying to find ways to get better. Um, every single, every moment of every day. It's, uh, I mean, shoot, the organization in itself is always looking everywhere, whether it's ticketing, whether it's coaching staff, players, uh, weight room, training room, meal room, always trying to find ways to get better. And if you ever get complacent, uh, that's where that's where complacency puts a ceiling on what you're capable of. So, to, the it's organizational mindset in terms of what we're trying to get accomplished from top all the way down with. Every single day, we need to go to bed better than when we woke up. And uh, and you have to have that mindset over. That's that whole all gas, no break uh, mantra and that you have to have that mindset to
2: always look for ways to get better. Uh, final quick question here, and then some fill in the blank, and I'll get you out of here because I know you're short on time, and we appreciate you doing this. Oh, no, you're good. Um, your impressions when you guys turn on the film as a coaching staff, you look at Sam Darnold, you look at what he's done thus far in the NFL, what do you see in there?
0: You know, the, the production part of it, obviously, uh, For and I'll, I'll speak for Sam, and I know he's not happy with the production part of it, and, and that's fair. You know, it's uh, it's been uh, uh, a rough start for his three years, but the one thing I'll tell you is that he's only 23. He's got a ridiculous amount of arm talent. He's fearless in the pocket. He's got tremendous mobility, and he's incredibly bright and can process, make good decisions in a very timely manner. So you just piece those together. Uh, the young man. There's a reason why he was a third overall pick, and and we're not talking about a young man who's 26, 27, 20. I mean, this 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 young man is 23 years old, and uh, handles himself in an unbelievable way. He's beloved in the locker room, and uh, and so he's he's still got a lot of juice left in the tank. And and having these discussions and watching his tape and and seeing how it all fits is it's very very exciting. So there's, um, you know, we're we're excited for Sam too. You know, he's got a,
2: he's got a bright future still. Uh, I'm super excited for you, man. I am. I'm starting to get more and more excited as this interview goes on. Like Mike, no. I, Mikey, yeah, I'm loving our new Jets head coach. I mean, we have a new one every three years, but I'm loving this one, Mike. Coach. Well, hopefully, this one lasts a little longer, man. <laughs> yeah, better, man. My daughter was get. My daughter's upstairs. She's uh, taking a class. She texted me, Dad. I want to come down here and say my dad's been miserable for 40 years. Tell me why this is going to be different. Uh, I told him he's already sold me on that. She could stay up in class, just so you know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> coach, I'll tell you right now, we're on a Zoom call. I'm in a room, four walls. You pick one, and I'm running through it for you. I'll run through whatever <laughs> I feel you.
0: You want me to? Let's right go. Now. Let's Wait. go.
1: Coach,
2: uh, listen, I, This would it would not be an episode of stupidity if I didn't try to angle for me and Mikey A to have some sideline passes, perhaps call a play during a preseason game, maybe dump some Gatorade on you if you win the Super Bowl. Okay? You think we could work any of that out with, uh, with know, the great you're, PR you're
0: staff? Gonna, you're going to have to fight my over 100 family members for that one.
1: In case you didn't notice, Stu, in case you didn't notice, he didn't say no to me riding the float with him after they win the Super Bowl. I'm just saying. Mike, he doesn't realize he just – Mike he doesn't
2: realize he went from four sons to six sons i mean he has no idea <laughs> i'll
0: take as many as god
2: gives me brother oh you're the best all right listen uh fill in the blank i just want the fans to get a chance to know you a little bit and then we'll get you out of here okay the best dancer you were the best man at matt lafleur's wedding is that is that correct were you nervous by the way given that speech were you nervous at all i was more nervous about that than anything else <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> did, did you hit a home run did you nail it or what uh i don't remember I don't remember. <laughs> Drunk? Yeah,
0: honestly, it was a little bit of a blur.
2: <laughs> yeah, a little tipsy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. It's okay. Uh, best dancer at Matt LaFleur's wedding was blank.
0: Oh, shoot. <laughs> yeah, was, uh, you know what? It was probably one of his buddies from high school. Really, it always—it's always, it's always the high school buddy. Right? Why you're a bad dancer? <laughs> I, I don't dance. <laughs>
2: <laughs> okay, worst answer was you. That was you're in New York You're gonna dance there. now. <laughs> I just did that. <laughs> right, you're gonna tap dance now. Go, <laughs> <laughs>
1: Oh
2: god, a craziest thing you ever saw George Kittle do was blank. <laughs> oh, god. <sighs> Uh, I love him though. He's you no, know, he 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 does a
0: lot of crazy stuff. I he he shotgunned a beer in a in an awkward spot one time. I won't say where, but. Uh... <laughs> But he's he's, he's 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 unbelievable. I you talk about a locker room guy. He's the greatest one of the greatest locker room guys this this league has. I I freaking love him.
2: Wow, that's awesome. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo. How is he as a locker room guy? Jimmy Garoppolo. Jimmy Garoppolo, phenomenal yeah. guys love him. I mean, he's uh, he's but they're G- je, but they're jealous of how damn good looking he is, aren't he's, they? I mean, he is a very handsome young man. He is, <laughs> he is incredibly handsome. Uh, by the way, because I, and I only say this because um you guys went against you went against brady in a super bowl right yeah um no i, I missed him i was gone by then oh you're like yeah. the fact that coach how old are you right now how old i'm are you? 41 the fact i'll that be he's 42
0: old- soon so but yeah i know it's uh, what, what tom's been able to do is coach he's older than you oh i know he's <laughs> dude he's uh there there's i mean i read a stat that mahomes was in kindergarten when he won his first super bowl i mean <laughs> He's, what he's been able to do, like I need, I need his workout regimen. I need some of his food regimen. I need, I need all of it. Right. I, it's I, what he's been able to do is remarkable.
2: You're doing just listen. I will tell you, we're happy to have him out of the division. Okay, he came <laughs> in at a good time.
1: Okay, it's, <laughs> it's nice it's, to be able to root for him once. <laughs> yes, no yes, it's nice to be,
2: yes. Um, no, but you did. You came in at the right time. I mean, Josh Allen's here, but you no, still came. in Josh became, and Tua. I mean, those two
0: are <laughs> really, really good quarterbacks too. And and you know, you know, Coach Belichick, he's going to find one.
2: So he's yep. uh, he's one of the greatest of all time. So. All right, an irrational fear that you have is blank. Something you're afraid of that would make us, that would surprise us. Making my wife upset. (laughs) (laughs) That's not irrational. (laughs) That's not irrational at all. That's the most (laughs) rational thing I've ever heard. If I'm not off this thing in five minutes, my wife's going to leave me. She's already already annoyed at how loud I'm being. Song you'll sing out loud in your car every time it comes on is blank. Ah, Sweet Caroline. Really? Yeah, well, old school, huh? Old school. I'm my 80s. 80s rock. Come 80s on, let's rock. sing it together. Can no, I? are go- not singing.
1: Oh, man, we're not singing. We're not dancing we're not
2: All right, Coach Dallas' favorite TV show is blank. God, I don't watch TV. Okay, yeah, you don't have time. Yeah, that's, uh, <laughs> back in the day,
0: it was um, uh, How I Met Your Mother. You know, right. that was that was a really good one. But I I I I don't watch TV anymore. Do you watch movies? We're we're my wife and I are big movie junkies. Okay, so, uh, all right,
2: favorite movie is Blake. Gladiator.
0: Of course it is. Oh, yes. One of the greatest movies of all
2: time, man. I I think I want to stop right there, Mike, because we have a head coach whose favorite movie is Gladiator. I mean, that's it. (laughs) This has to work. Nothing else has. This has to work. (laughs) Uh, Coach, we're super happy. I'm serious. On a a personal note, um, the first Muslim coach in NFL history, congratulations. I know there's a great deal. A pride that comes with that, and just congratulations on all your success and and we wish you luck. Believe me, no one wants it to work more than us. We are dying to love our head coach. We have not been able to do that since Rex Ryan. Please give us reasons to love you. Okay. Well, we're gonna do our best. I, we're gonna do our best, and we're gonna we're gonna find a way to make this work. All right, and listen, maybe a Gatorade bath. Perhaps I call a play. How about just sideline passes? Me and Mikey will take sideline. Can we do that? Sideline passes.
0: You know, like I said, you got to fight the. But we'll,
2: we'll we'll see if we can make something work. All right, I'm working out with Fifty
1: you. yard line seats. <laughs> I mean, he's
2: erecting a statue for you, Coach. I mean, uh Coach, good luck with everything. We're super excited to have you as Jet fans. We real a lifelong Jet fan. We're super excited to have you. And uh, we think that you're the guy, but we've also thought the last 18 were the guys. So, but we do think this about you. You look like a coach, you speak like a coach, and you're right. a great coach because you were a great defensive coordinator in San Francisco. So we appreciate it, man. Good luck with everything. We are rooting for you, I promise you. I appreciate it. This was fun. I appreciate you guys. All right. We'll do it again sometime, okay? Oh, yeah, for sure. Th- thank thank you, you so much, Coach. All right, good guys. luck. Port Washington, go find that town. Go live in a great <laughs> town. I tell my wife. All right. <laughs> it's a good commute for you, too. You take a train in. Stu Gatz here for my friends over at Miller Lite. A lot's changed over the years. One thing that hasn't, the great taste of Miller Lite. Another thing that hasn't changed is that it's less filling. So, what is the best thing about the original Lite beer? Miller Lite sparked this debate in 1975, and we still haven't settled it. I have been enjoying ice-cold Miller Lights for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed some over the weekend. As the Knicks beat the Sixers in advance of the second round, me and my friends, we sat around, we celebrated. With ice-cold Miller Lights, what did we do? We made fun of Joel Embiid. Ah, oh, I love it, the Knicks. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Light has great taste and is less filling. Tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Light delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash stew or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. Celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin. 96 calories per 12 ounces. Fewer cows and carbs than premium regular beer. Mikey, hey, yeah, you're glowing.
1: <laughs> I, I, <laughs> you're glowing. I, I, you're glowing. I, I, <laughs> I am already just deciding where I want to be in the parade, if I want to be towards the front or if I want to be in the back with the best players. But, like, I told him, pick a wall. I'm running through it right now for him.
2: Oh, my God, I love him. But uh, (laughs) here's the problem. I love the last one. And I actually do still love the last one. (laughs) You you can have that one. (laughs) I love the one before that. I love the one before that. I love the one before that. Stop when I get to coat tight. I love the one before that. I I didn't love that one. <laughs> the go <coat> tight era. <laughs> that I knew in advance. So was not gonna work. You knew that <laughs> one right off. Oh my god. I did. I really liked uh Robert Sallon, man. My favorite am...
1: movie is Gladiator. I'm gonna go watch I... it right now.
2: That's it. I like I had more fill in the blanks, but I didn't care. Like no. stop lo- Yes, right. I wanted to stop at a good like I got a good note because like if I asked him his favorite pet, which was coming up. <laughs>
1: I didn't say a Rottweiler. We were going to be disappointed. Imagine he said like a chihuahua, like <laughs> uh, it's my chihuahua Fifi. Like I'd be like, would like, fire the, him. The illusion would be gone. I'd be like, okay, forget it. Yeah, but he
2: loves Gladiator. Now I want to have him on with that man. Just to talk movies. Can, can we merge this? <laughs> Get them all on. Okay. Uh, I am so far removed from New York that so I, I'm so accustomed to going the games at Shea Stadium. I was telling them to live in Port Washington because the train goes right there. The Jets just texted me, "Hey, we played Jersey that. now. Ports way too far." <laughs> like they're right. They're right. I, I they're right. I don't they're know. Right. They're right. No
1: right. I, I was I was too busy having googly eyes over coach that I don't think yes. I, I caught that, but I would have I mean Long Island to New Jersey no, no thanks. No, that's yeah, yeah, that's right. that's miserable.
2: It is the uh it's the first time I've been able to do like like <laughs> you were swooning. <laughs> I've never seen yeah, I you like swooning. that. You
1: haven't seen me swoon yet.
2: Well, no, because <laughs> listen, Stanzik produced most of the episodes of yeah. Stupidity. This is your fourth one. You're not gonna swoon over Greg Cody. You didn't swoon over Adnan. And you barely had a heartbeat, a pulse, when Patrick
1: came on. Hey, well, Jesus. well, Dan Patrick and I had a very awkward silence for the 20 minutes until you arrived. By <laughs> was... awkward silence, he got up and took a phone call because <laughs> he didn't want to deal with you. He didn't want to, because I tried making small talk with him and he just kind of looked at his phone and he went, Yeah. And then got up, it didn't say "excuse me for a minute, I have to take." He just kind of got up, and I was like, "All right, I get it."
2: I lo- oh, it's so great! All right, so we're fired up. Um, the 18th coach in New York Jets. <laughs> How many coaches have the Jets had in total? Is it 18?
1: Uh, I think this is the 18th. Yeah,
2: Mikey. They have had 22 head coaches in NFL in, in the Jets' history. 22 head coaches since <laughs> since 1960. Okay. Um, so it's so it's. Si- well because 18? you're leaving out you're leaving out Sammy Bob was a player coach, mm-hmm. 60, 61, 62 it was a guy named Bulldog mm-hmm.
1: Turner. Get him on. I mean <laughs> How can, right. how do I get a nickname like Bulldog? Like you ever wonder right. how people get the like I want a nickname like Bulldog or Night Train. Give me some like I get I get terrible nicknames.
2: Uh, Mikey A. That's not a bad nickname. Yeah. You're, you're, you're <laughs> asking the guy whose nickname is Stugatz, asshole. <laughs> I mean, seriously. <laughs> That's not your nickname. That's your name. <laughs> it is my name. Okay. Well, my nickname's Wiener then. <laughs> <I> mean, <laughs> then we went. So so if you want to go back to like 63, Weeb Eubank was the Jets' first coach, right? Mm-hmm. So if you take. So now we're at 22. So it, this is the 20th head coach. If you want to exclude those first two. It started with uh, Weeb Eubank. Charlie Winner, who was not a winner. Okay. Charlie Winner, who went 9-14. Should have been named Charlie Loser. Uh, he was the second coach, okay? Then it went to Ken Ship, Lou Holtz. How about that, Lou Holtz? A little cup of coffee with the Jets. Uh, Mike Holovac, Walt Michaels, the Walt Michael years. He did just enough to suck me in. That goddamn
1: guy, man.
2: <laughs> he went just enough to su- Joe Walton. Uh, eighty three, eighty nine, Coslett. oh, Coslett. Carroll, Koltai, Belichick. Yeah, Belichick's on there. Uh, he's zero and zero, but he's on there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it, it should just be one and zero, Belichick, one and zero, and it should just be his middle <laughs> finger. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, i grow. Okay, so I think you're right. It's eighteen head coaches because they have Belichick in there. Parcells. Tw- it's a whole mess. This thing yeah. on Wikipedia. So, you know what they say, Mike, the 18th time is the charm.
1: (laughs) What's the definition of insanity? Doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results? But this is different. (laughs) I just fucking fell for it again. Hook, line, and sinker. We're going to the Super Bowl.
2: (laughs) Stupidity. Undebatable quality, great taste, only 96 calories. It's the beer that strips away everything you don't need and holds on to what matters most. The original light beer since 1975. You don't have to choose what's best. Miller Lite has great taste and is less filling.